0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Disrupt Davao podcast. My name is Regina and I will be your host. This is a conversation series with entrepreneurs, innovators and disruptors in Davao City during the times of COVID-19 pandemic. We want to know how our friends are doing, how their businesses are doing, how are they pivoting and thriving in this current climate. We want them to be heard, discovered And more importantly, feel supported, especially under these extreme circumstances we are in today. So welcome to the show and let's get right to it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Disrupt Davao podcast. First of all, I wish you are safe and well wherever you are and I am wishing you an awesome October. I know the end of the year is just right about there and I hope that you are ending this year strong, stronger than how we all started this year. And I am very excited for this episode because I'm having one of my friends to come on here she is actually one of the most empowering women i know personally and i cannot wait for you guys to hear her story especially her pandemic covid19 experience as a business owner resin ezer is the owner and founder of res language institute now that is a test preparation center for ielts oet TOEFL, PTE, and TOEIC, these are English standardized tests for visa applications and majority of her students are nurses and medical professionals who want to work abroad. And she's also an active member of the Toastmasters International for over 10 years. That's correct, 10 years. And for those of you who, who don't know Toastmasters, Toastmasters is a nonprofit educational organization that operates clubs worldwide for the purpose of promoting communication, public speaking, and leadership. And Rez and I met in Toastmasters and we belong in the same club, which is the Durian Toastmasters Club, and we share the same passion in self-development and self-improvement. That is why I admire her story so much, and I cannot wait for you guys to meet her. So let us please welcome Rez on the show. Hi Rez, how are you?
1: Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for inviting me, Regina. This is such an honor. I'm so excited. (laughs) I know that we always connect
0: because of Toastmasters, but we never really had the opportunity or uh, you know recently to sit, really sit down and talk about business or how your mm-hmm. how your business is how how are you so I wanted to take this opportunity to share it to everyone to our listeners especially and I think just to get started, maybe for people who don't know you yet and your business. Maybe let's start with you introducing uh, to them what you do, sure. who you are.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Anyway, hi guys. Uh, my name is Rez and I've been teaching IELTS, OET, PTE. If this sounds strange to you, these are actually <laughs> English standardized tests, and these are taken as a requirement. You know, as part of a visa application. If you're applying to Commonwealth countries such as Canada, America australia all english-speaking countries so their embassies are actually requiring their applicants to provide some proof of their english proficiency and those are the exams that i was talking about and my role is really to help the people to Maximize their performance so that they'll reach their desired band scores, and I've been doing it for over ten years. Surprisingly, I I really never thought of myself being fall, you know, falling in love with this kind of job.
0: I know that you work a lot with nurses. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. In fact, trivia: I'm a nurse. (laughs) See, so you are a nurse. I know we've talked about this and you're a nurse and you have opportunities to go abroad, but still Mm -hmm. you decide to stay here and
1: teach nurses to go there. Exactly. That is really one of the major decisions I had made when I was in mid-20s mm-hmm. because, you know, for other people who knew me, you know, they, they knew that I am capable to work abroad. They knew that I wouldn't have any problems passing these exams and yet I chose to stay yeah. here. So <laughs> I know it would sound, I don't know, um, cheesy, but I I guess I'm patriotic. (laughs) I I know. Probably. I just really found my purpose in what I do. I found meaning. And really, actually, this isn't an easy decision because I know that I would be letting go of a great economic opportunity. I know that my life would be much better, economically speaking, if I practice my profession abroad. But it's just that if something, if you are in a situation where you know that the purpose of your living is actually helping people it just really changes uh the way you view the world the way I mean it changes your previous ambitions so I guess that's what happened to me because I really felt useful <laughs> and I, I really attained this kind of um, sense of meaning in what I do yeah. so Yeah. yes yeah. you are and I've I've seen And I've read a lot
0: of people's stories about their experience with you and how they're grateful because of how their life changed because of, you know, you helped them achieve that. And it's such a great achievement to have. And it's that warm feeling at the end of the day. But I think this show is about how did you, I know you are greatly affected and directly affected because Mm -hmm. of COVID and this pandemic. And I wanted to dive deep in that experience because I know mm-hmm. it's it's a great experience and we have a lots of <laughs> we have lots of lessons in there and that's why I have I want to have you on the show so can you sure. t- take us back to the onset of the pandemics this was March Feb- March April right yeah. what how how did you um know about this and how what's what are your actions steps when it, what when it was happening
1: mm-hmm. well first of all of course my uh, when it was announced that there was a lockdown, my first decision was to really follow the rule. I mean, mm-hmm. I decided to uh, stop entertaining, you know, uh, students because um, I understand the risks, gravity. Yeah, the risks, mm-hmm. and you know, considering that I'm a nurse, I really do understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's happening in a pandemic. So it really didn't bother me then. Uh, to stop my operations, and uh, i I guess because of that certain uh, of that uncertainty experience, i wasn't really planning what my you know uh, plan b plan C after the two week yeah. lockdown, but it just kept on extending and in in April actually I think I underwent the dabda you know dabda it's depression and no denial at first and then anger bargaining depression yeah. and then finally acceptance wow. i would say that in april i was still in the da phase the mm-hmm. the denial and then the anger yeah and um i guess bec- i think it really helped my background in nursing to understand what's really happening because And at the same time, my background in MBA too, although I haven't finished it yet, but um, in fairness, I did understand the economic consequences. I mean, I I wouldn't think that I would be able to foresee what's going to happen if it weren't for my study in the MBA. So I know that it would definitely negatively affect the economy. So I knew that um, my industry, education industry, would really be affected along with the tourism. So Um, That's when I started to shift from the DA to the BDA in Mm -hmm. mid-May, and I, I really made that decision in June to finally stop my operations in terms of, you know, the physical classroom setup because, number one, my students are nurses majority of them nurses so even if i would go on no one would still attend because they are so tired they're the frontliners yes exactly and you know um actually most if not all of the covid uh nurses were were at, were you know staying within the hospital premises or in assigned um accommodations so yeah. as not to of course you know, um, extend the risk to their own family. So um, that's really difficult. I mean, like if my market isn't actually nurses, I think it would be a different story. But because most of my students are nurses, so uh, it's really difficult for me to continue the physical setup. Class, I mean the physical classroom yeah. set up. and I think so, there was
0: was there an yeah. executive order about um, nurses or medical professionals not not allowing them to work abroad anymore. I think there was in that there was yeah. an
1: uproar in the news when it <laughs> happened, right? Exactly. So, but there's actually like um, a boundary. Like if if their papers were processed before March eight, if I'm not mistaken, then mm-hmm. they can still be allowed to fly okay. out of the country, but if they applied recently, of course they are subject to the deployment plan. And mm. for me, again, I do understand both sides. I understand the side Correct. of the nurses and I also understand the side of the government because yeah. it's economy, law of supply and demand and so on. I do understand the impact of you know the, the risk of the collapse of the healthcare industry if we have if we allow all our nurses to fly abroad right there and then so I really understand both sides and I guess I just want to play my part uh, which is just to adjust you know um, mm. and um, I, I knew that the trend would really be going online it's just that for the past two years because I'm I'm not really into tech so I was trying to avoid it <laughs> but uh, I, I could already see this one gearing towards uh, digital learning so I, I guess it It's like a blessing in disguise. I don't want to say blessing, but there's an opportunity in every obstacle. And this one really pushed me to learn digital marketing, digital, you know, the basic digital skills. So, yeah, um, that's what happened to me. I made the big decision to give up my physical classroom setup.
0: I mean, the, I think last year, it was last year, we already discussed about you transitioning to online classrooms, True. right? Do you, want, <laughs> you have cameras ready. You have the modules ready. Like it was just about filming your classes <laughs> and or setting it up because you already have the technology. You, that I think this pandemic was your push. Exactly. Right? The, the hard push. For you to transition and I think I want with, to with speaking of transition how does it feel letting go of that space you were in physically I mean there's lots of memories oh, in there exactly. you
1: started there you grew there how does that transition felt uh, mind you I was there in that space for almost seven years Wow. So it's really like a long time. It it saw me, you know, my ups and downs. <laughs> and um I have to be honest, I did have nights when I really broke down. But in mm. my head, in my head, I knew that I I have to undergo this one. I have to yeah. grieve. I have to um undergo the process of the loss. Because if I won't, it will just, you know, I will just implode later on. Yeah. So again, the background of psychology in my degree helped me to understand that. I know in my head that that's what I'm supposed to do. But of course, I can't deny the emotional impact. Yeah. So I did allow myself to break down at times. And it's mm-hmm. not only one time. It's like, you know, time and time again, especially if there's a trigger or there's a specific memory that, yeah, right, um, so. yeah, yeah, that I, you know, I, I remembered that moment at that moment. And then... Um, Maybe I would say that it was around June to July when I had moments of really crying and just really processing it. And um, I just really saw it as a new chapter in my life. I mean, I had a good five-year run, so (laughs) I wouldn't say that it was all for nothing. Of course, it gave me the experience. It gave me the equipment that I have right now that I can utilize uh, for me to continue learning about digital skills. And then it, 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 you know, it wasn't for nothing. So I'm really thankful for the five-year experience. And I think that's a great lesson in there too, because, I mean, we have
0: entrepreneurs pushing and pushing and pushing and just keep holding their, you know, well, hanging in there. Whereas yeah. you also represent the entrepreneurs where, look, it's not working. Economy, uh, financially renting a space with no students anyway you know this is what we're going to do we have to accept it this is the process we let go we cry and I know you're very vocally expressive <laughs> I know you're very expressive and I have really really admire that about you and I think we should we should take more of that like we should be now this is the process if you have to cry we have to cry um we have to close this down and the i think the moral of that experience i mean the lesson in that experience is that you just have to accept that this is it and then
1: let's move on yeah right? exactly just really undergo the dabda process i mean uh we're we're just fooling ourselves if we don't want to undergo the pain and the grief yeah So, Dabda
0: isn't just about for love stories.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Anything anything that you think that you're, you know, it's a dream that died. It's an ambition that didn't happen. Yeah. It's everything that we experience as, um, you know, with the impact, with the the loss that really, you know, affected us deeply. So, it also applies there. I mean, I think (laughs) let's talk about um, the transition stage. Okay. So yeah. how
0: is your transition? So have you really decided, okay, let's go to online classes, um, mm-hmm. setting up my online classroom, a website, um, all exactly. that. So how, how is that? Is is that still the plan? Of
1: course. I mean, it would have been a different story if I started early. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what I'm experiencing right now is of course the consequence of my procrastination. <laughs> but I would say... Uh, I myself would really want to be adept at the basic digital skills so that I know how to delegate. I just know what I'm stepping into. I really don't want to be blindsided. So um, I started to attend some webinars about, you know, um, so- social calendar method, what else? Mm-hmm. Um, the basic of Canva editing. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean and, and also learning from you of course because you're an expert <laughs> you already know this stuff. So what I do is that uh once I learn I really apply it. Uh, because it's useless to keep on learning and learning and yet if I don't execute it it will just die away. So yeah. I uh, what I need to manage though is that my sense of my surp- my perception of me being a slow learner in this territory so how i dealt with that is just not to compare myself with others okay i just want to focus on how my day one was in this journey and then where i am right now as long as i'm moving from point a going to point b right (laughs) but really it's true that i um there were moments when i felt like i'm just so slow if i could if i could just like get this person to do this for me but then again this person would rely on my content and so on so um it, it's that self-defeating thought that i have to overcome time and time again whenever it pops out yeah i mean
0: you're 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 fine rest i mean, like i
1: <laughs> i've seen
0: you from you're my friend <laughs> no i mean yeah i mean you're fine i mean you're you're just doing great like we I mean, Toastmasters helped with us experiment, experimenting with Zoom and, and different technology just to keep people engaged um, on exactly. in our meetings, and I think because of that too, it it has helped you embrace technology, and with that, True. you can easily apply that to to your business, and I think that's that's a lot of the fear of people with technology. I mean. Mm-hmm not, technology is there to work for you, right? It doesn't have, you don't have to have all the technology. I mean, my technology may not necessarily work for your business, right? And your technology may not work for me. It's really just about finding the technology or the digital tool that will, you know, that works best for you. Mm
1: -hmm. And in fact, uh, when we started our Toastmasters meeting online, it was actually like our experimental phase. Mm -hmm. And because of that, exposure it gave me more confidence in handling classes via zoom so i made less mistakes in yeah. teaching online because i re- already know you know what what the role or what functions to use and so on yeah, so but Ukraine look at me. look at you now. You're now the mm-hmm. first person to
0: share. Hey, this is a new tip. <laughs> this is how you do <laughs> exactly. Zoom, and I'm like, oh, I'm proud of her. She's embracing now, and she's more, um, you know, the very first things about the updates of technology and all these hacks and technology. And you know, you're you're doing great, Res.
1: Thanks so much. And I think one thing that I would like to share with entrepreneurs like me in the same situation as with me, is that we just have to really be open-minded, open to learning, embrace. And I think what really stuck me all throughout was that adapt. if I don't adapt, I'll be left behind. So that was really a strong motivator for me that even if I didn't want to do it, if even if I was quite resistant in learning or embracing technology, the word adaptation really hit me hard. Yeah.
0: I I agree. I've learned from my mentors. They told me that pre-COVID, and they've always told me that, Regina, if you don't disrupt, you will be disrupted. Wow. And that always stuck with me because I'm like, I don't understand. And this probably is because you know I I was always in that mindset where, okay, they are in Europe, they are in the US, probably they're talking differently and this doesn't apply to me. But Mm -hmm. then, bam, COVID. And everyone's <laughs> disrupted, right? Yeah, But it's exactly. our resiliency to, okay, now I'm disrupted, so what am I going to do about it, right? And that's mm-hmm. exactly your journey. And I think exactly. I want to I pinpoint also, I want to touch on your students. How are your students now? I know they're probably tired and exhausted from doing all the frontliners work. Front-liner. Sure. How are they with their education? Are, are they still with, with the um the reviews and stuff are they still interested? um
1: honestly speaking yeah um of course in terms of the number of nurses who and other frontliners who would decide to undergo the review of course it has a less um a fewer fewer numbers of them actually mm. re-enroll again or restart again because um it's really difficult for them to file for a leave of absence um they're right. always like an on-call mode so when it comes to the number of course it went down but i know that their interest is still there because i I do have a private group with my students and whenever i you know i announce the latest news and so on they're quite responsive so i know the interest has always been there but i do understand that when it comes to their availability their priority is their profession yeah so yeah my job is just really to to update them and you know, to also update myself Uh, so that by the time that uh, when they already are available, at least like it's just as if there's, you know, nothing disruptive happened. The only thing that changed is the platform. Right. (laughs) And
0: how is is the morale of our frontliners? I mean, I know you have direct contact with most of them, especially in the city right now. Mm. How are they?
1: I mean, personal? Tired. Oh, they're tired. dead tired wow dead tired so that's why please support our frontliners stay home (laughs) for those who are about to you know to start their first year education in college please study nursing so that we'll have more nurse graduates (laughs) yeah i mean they're dead tired Mm -mm. it is hard
0: because i feel like we're at least going back to normal or whatever normal was, I mean, more and more people are out. Traffic is crazy outside, and I think, mm. you know, I think having being reminded that these frontliners are still there, tired and working their um, asses off just to save us all, you know, I think a reminder of that every day is is really important.
1: Yeah, I actually like, um, especially in. From April to June, I of course, I've heard some reports that my, some of my students really had COVID, especially those who are wow. already in abroad because I kept in touch with them. And it was scary because, of course, um, at that time, there wasn't news about recovery percentages, right? So um, it it really got me scared because these are the people that I know... And then, you know, they have COVID and then they always, uh, they message me privately and then they ask me to pray for them, etc. So yeah. um, indirectly, it affects me also.
0: Of course. Yeah. So it
1: was really a tough time from April to June because not only is like the physical work disrupted, but hearing bad news from what happened to the people that you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's really like, um, it dampens the spirit. But um, I don't. I mean, out of the many students that I had, um, actually, I I knew three of them that passed away. Wow! But um, not from COVID. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was it was so sad. I
0: mean, I think but then, it's it's difficult on your part because you are their mentor. They go yeah. to you. Right In yeah. difficult times like this, they go to you. But at the same time, you yourself is going through a hard time as well. Mm. Right? True. It's it's it, Wow, I mean, I couldn't even embrace, <laughs> you know, like the, the things you've gone through in such, such a short, short period of time, I might add. The yeah. gravity of the situation and the uncertainty of the future too. But yeah. I know you're strong and I've seen you and you're very vocal about it and you transitioning to, you know, this is it. And your students seeing you that, seeing you standing up and seeing you, look, this is where I'm going to go. It, that's inspiring, rest. I mean, I, I admire
1: you for Thanks that. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.
0: So let's move on to, I think... I want to touch on also with um, technology side. Are you advertising your business? Are you, um, what is it when it comes to I, I, how is how is it in, in your industry? Are your other competitors or other review centers doing the same? What What's it like in, in your industry?
1: Well, of course, my competitors are really way ahead in digital marketing. Um, in my case, uh, I, I know you might not agree with me, but I, I really don't focus on the competition side. But again, if you're a business person, you have to. <laughs> it's just me. Uh, I, I don't really like focus on them. I just really focus on my quality because it has always. Pro- I, I have always experienced that when I give valuable, highly quality, high quality lessons and experience from the students it's the students who market me right so yeah so um i do understand the importance of digital marketing and so on but if you were to ask me right now in my state right now i just really focus on ensuring that i still am able to deliver quality lessons Mm -hmm. so that if ever that i go full blast by 2021 i won't be ashamed of my product and service right (laughs) i'd be shameless (laughs) Uh, yeah, I know, you're,
0: I know you're hugely, hugely um, advocate for relationship, a relationship based business. And I can see that the referrals from you, I've met people, oh, you know, res, oh, she's so great, you know, and then her <laughs> school and stuff like that. And I've been there. And I think if you're not a nurse, taking mm-hmm. these tests and going through, you know, the English tests and stuff, stuff like that, it's such a huge um, skill great skill to have especially now when you know with virtual assistance work um, and and on content writing work this is such a good skill to have anyway so there's still market for 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 other people
1: yeah exactly in fact like what I also enjoyed in my transition in learning these basic digital marketing skills is that I know that this can be helpful not only in my business but whatever organization or you know, uh, whatever organization you're involved with, you can share that, uh, those sets of skills. And you know that these skills are going to be relevant in the next five to 10 years. As long as we have skills, we will never run out of jobs, guys. I know.
0: (laughs) I mean, a lot of people would ask me like, Regina, what is the skill that we need to have to transition to online work or, you know, to keep afloat? And I think, in the world that we are in, English skills are st- is still there. Like you need to have at least from one to 10 above average English skills. And there's huge opportunity for you there,
1: right? Exactly. I mean, that's,
0: that is what's keeping us ahead from other, you know, our other ASEAN competitors, right? Cause sure. we speak the language very fluently.
1: Yeah, exactly. We just have to learn the style, for example, in copywriting, but as long as the fundamental skills in in English is is there, you know, um, it's really going to help us. What I I can share, though, is that in this transition, we really have to be prudent also in our expenses because um, it's, it's just like that time and money. So if we know that your cash flow isn't as regular as before, so what do you do? with a constant, which is the time. So what I did was that even if I think I'm not currently earning at this hour, but I'm learning, I know that this is an investment for my income in the future. So that's how I see it. Like, I'm not seeing myself as idle. I'm using the time right now uh, in learning because I know definitely the skill that I'll be acquiring will give me income in the future. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. act.
0: I love that a lot of a lot of us right now are feeling guilty and being pressured of doing a lot of things and I I, I think with social media and stuff and we always feel down because like I'm not doing enough or I'm not Mm -hmm. productive whereas other people are and I think you're right about that I mean if you just look at it as an investment you may be idle now your relaxed time maybe that's something that's good for you anyway because you know once 2021, or we're all back, it's on. You need all the rest that
1: <laughs> you, you can. Get back with a vengeance.
0: <laughs> and I think you have that. You have that timeline, um, isn't it, for you? 2021. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is that the I year. I will come
1: back with a vengeance, but again, in a good way, not the negative vengeance. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to say to the universe that COVID is not an obstacle for me. To have a full and meaningful life.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, in Toastmasters, it's kind of our secret secret language. It's our language when we say, let COVID work for you, right? Not, Not against, against you. you. <laughs> it's like our mantra now.
1: Yeah. We just really have to be prudent in expenses. Um, we have to let go of the comfortable lifestyle that we used to have. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking for myself because... Again, um, if once the cash flow is disrupted, you know that you really have to be careful with the outflow of cash because the uncertainty isn't just, um, it's just going to give you stress. So what I'm doing right now, financially speaking, is liquidating my assets uh, Mm -hmm. because we need to be liquid right now. And then at the same time, um, uh, I just really make sure that, I do have at least three to six months um, fund for me to continue the the business. Right. So, of course, you know um, the investment here is really more of the investment of the software, the website, etc. So, it's it's basically starting all over again, but this time in the digital platform. So, I, I'm when I'm going to share to the listeners here or to the entrepreneurs who are like me. Um, just let go of the comfortable lifestyle that we used to have remember again we only need to have food shelter and clothing those are just really the basic needs yeah and um just stay there and then actually we can still survive we just really again we just really have to let go of the comfortable lifestyle we may be in the discomfort phase but we can still survive
0: i remember i remember i think it was march april when you were selling things from your mm-hmm. office and you, you, that was a funny experience too. You, you shared with us because of about Facebook marketplace. Can you tell us more about
1: that experience? Exactly. It was very amusing because it was my first time to sell online. Yeah. And then I just posted it there. For example, um, I, I posted there the shelf and I was just so blown away with how fast in Bisaya, a dick. With how fast, you know, some of the FB users were inquiring about it, and it's like they're so used to asking for a bargain. I said no. (laughs) But I'm just really surprised that that's how in demand these, and how easy it is actually to sell in the FB marketplace. And I think because you. You're organized already. You know you have receipts.
0: You have the warranty paper still. You know the price you bought it. And how how was your pricing when it comes to selling secondhand items? Did you just, yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, um, if if it was seen, if the process was seen by an accountant, I'm sure that person will (laughs) complain, no, this isn't the right value. But what I did is that um, I compared it with how much I bought it from X number of years ago because um, I hope that you did keep a record Mm -hmm. (laughs) of your uh, expenses before. But if you didn't, compare it with the marketplace um, average selling price. So you could compare it with Shopee, Lazada, and so on. So you get the average of it and then times the number of years it was used um, not times, but um, you also factor in how long it was used and also the quality. Okay. Yeah. Of course, the you know the 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 fewer years that it was used, the the more it can be sold at a higher price, but still below at the price that you you bought it. So I wouldn't say like you have to patong it, ha? <laughs> unless that you it was really brand new and you, yeah, you're not yeah. using it. <laughs> Of, yeah so that's how I did I just compared it with the price that I bought it before and again um, if I didn't have that record before so I compare it with the marketplace price um, example of that would be Shopee Lazada okay Um, how about your support system Ress like mm.
0: through, through all of this I think that Having a support system it's it's very important one of the things that you shared was because you were selling all these stuff your parents are very supportive delivery people your dad and stuff <laughs> like that right True. tell us tell us more about that
1: yeah if we're gonna focus on the selling part my family really played a huge role um, because um I I you know they won't be telling it straight to my face but I knew that they were also feeling sorry for me in a way because oh. they they know the loss right Yeah. and then um but you know all they can do is to give me support and right. it, with, with that support i'm i'm really grateful because it's just like one call pa deliver na to ne okay like it's so easy for them to support it i didn't have to beg them to wow. help me so it was really helpful for me. I'm very grateful for my family. And then um, at the same time, you know, my my sisters would also share it to their friends. What I posted in the FB marketplace, mm-hmm. isn't that great? Yeah, <laughs> and wow. they didn't even ask for a commission, or right?
0: <laughs> Family is wow. Well, what a support system. But how?
1: I know you moved back home, right? Yeah. You let go of your boarding house as well here. Yeah, I did that because um, I thought like. I could do it on my own you know um during the lockdown period but it's it's really depressing to be experiencing everything on your own so right. I was alone in my boarding house or apartment in you know from March to April and I thought that I could handle it but 4 weeks of being isolated being on my yeah. own it just really kills me especially that I am an extrovert I'm really relational yeah. So it's also one of the major decisions that I had to do. I decided to go back home. Really. Yeah. So um I know that I'm I'm going to trade off like privacy or the freedom. But um I between the two I really value my mental health. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And home cooked meals, like you said. Exactly. <laughs>
0: personally i know you've done a lot of work personally as well you're into you bought a bike right yeah and your fitness as well how is that how is that journey like
1: what i appreciated from the COVID experience that it just really pushed me it gave me you know i i ran out of excuses i really i already have the time so yeah what excuse should I make, right? <laughs> and then um, I, I bought the bike because, uh, you know, I, I'm also not into. I was not also into the fitness lifestyle. I, I was the kind of person who kept on enrolling in a gym membership uh, program and yet quitting after one week. <laughs> right. I really lacked the discipline, and um, I bought the bike because I, I do not see myself. Being in a gym or, or just exercising in the same place, I really wanted to be out in out you know outdoors experiencing the wind and so on. so I made that decision to invest on a bike and um actually i i it really helped me because um actually I shared this in in one of my posts that when you ride a bike, it also produces the endorphins, the happy hormones, and it's also a good preventive measure against depression so um I think wow. it's really a, a good investment to have that. But recently, because I got inspired with my weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, update. I already <laughs> lost 3.5 kilograms. Wow,
0: congratulations. It's not, only
1: for, it's not only because of biking alone. It has to do with um, finally letting go of sugar. Yeah. So I have nearly zero sugar intake for the past three to four weeks and um recently also i'm i just really made sure that i have uh, physical activities like jumping jacks before I, I i actually went to sm and then looked for a jumping rope or skipping rope how do you know yeah. that and it was sold out like i'm amazed how you know people were really into the lifestyle business or in you know health and fitness yeah uh, lifestyle so um I, I i asked my friend who's Who's a uh, you know a CrossFit trainer and then he's and and then she said you know what you can always do jumping jacks you don't need to buy a jumping rope <laughs> uh, okay so I started doing that so it was just really basic um, exercise activities uh, just to really make sure that I do have that fifteen to thirty minute sweating and you know hear, really feeling your heartbeat your heart pumping faster. Yeah,
0: and you've also found new community. I mean, the biking community, new friends with
1: this new lifestyle, True. right? Yeah, and I'm so amazed with their, you know, love for biking. Like, uh, I never knew that people can be really so into something. Like, I, I, I did see some people who are into animes, and now I am in another group, in another community who really knows every detail of the bicycle <laughs> and in fact like yeah they they, they say that uh, they have to have like a, a another job for them to sustain their interest or their hobby so uh, um, I'm just really impressed with their passion um, in biking and also what really attracted me to their community is that they're not only there for the you know, for the experience of biking or for collecting the latest in, in bicycles, but it's their advocacy for um, a cycle-friendly city. And I'm, I'm actually into that even way before that I got into biking. I really yeah. wanted like um, something to help, you know, decrease the carbon emission and so on. So I, I'm, I, those are the kinds of environmental issues that are close in my, to my heart. So that's really what attracted me to the biking community. We're almost top on top of the hour. What is your advice? If
0: there's one thing you want to advise to our listeners, what is one thing you wanted to impart to them? Especially given your experiences and your transition, and the um, roller coaster of emotions you've undergone.
1: <laughs> Thanks again. Um, I, I have two messages. One is for the teachers. Okay, the first one is that remember again, if you're good in offline teaching, never doubt yourself that you can also be excellent in online teaching. All you need to do is just really to adapt and be open-minded and really execute the trial and error and always ask feedback from your students. So um, for the teachers, again, don't doubt yourself that um, you might not be as effective as before. And secondly, for entrepreneurs like me who have chosen to modify their business, um, especially in the tourism and in the education industries, because we are the two heavily hit industries, yeah, I would have to say, number one, let's be realistic. So what helps us to see... it? From the, from the perspective of reality is to see the numbers. Are you still earning the same as before? So if you're not already earning the same as before, you have to let go of um, the, the liabilities or you have to lo- let go of, of some um, variables that are actually the regular cash outflow. So for example, of, for example um, mortgage, okay? If you have a real estate that you are actually maintaining, but then again, you know that you can no longer uh, maintain it, you have to let it go, okay? And then um, that's just an example. So at the same time, if you're fond of... A, specific hobby that is quite expensive again you have to let it go so all those luxuries all those um, unnecessary expenses you have to let go so that you wouldn't be buried with debt and um, what I'm also sharing as a third point is that settle uh, or prioritize being debt-free what I mean by that is that um, before you even think about earning or or growth have a goal to yourself that by December 30 be debt-free so this entails um, your payables to your credit cards um, amortizations and so on so settle on that so that you have peace of mind and by 2021 you can focus already on the growth because honestly speaking that's my financial goal my goal by December 30 is to be debt-free Wow. I don't have actually bad debts, but I do have some properties that I maintain. I do mm-hmm. have, you know, all those things. So yeah. I have made a huge decision to let them go.
0: We we also had that, uh, we undergone the same process where we had to review our subscriptions to these websites, to these apps. If that's something that, you know, we still need, we had to not spend Exactly, a lot of people have dropped their prices on a lot of things. We can see cars now buy one take one. Wow, we, I mean the houses are crazy. Um, you know, they've dropped down as well. But like, is it the right time to spend
1: for if you? you uh, for okay, it really depends on your um, funds. If yeah. you have funds that can help you survive in the next year or 2 years, why don't let them go of course. Uh, that includes your stocks, that includes your real estate properties, but again, if you are you know seeing it from a realistic perspective, you know that you can no longer maintain them or you only have uh, you could only support yourself in 6 months time, then you have to let go of those Assets that would turn into liabilities. So again, it's really a matter of being realistic.
0: I agree. Not spend, 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 especially during uh, these uncertain times.
1: Mm -hmm. And exactly, you know, uh, the economic recession is going to run for one to two years, not only now.
0: Yeah, it's one to two
1: years. That's the impact. I think one of the things that we should be pushing.
0: Is that the impact of the economy, you know, what is what is it going to be? I mean, a lot of the things that I've been hearing is that be prepared for what's exactly. after this, not just mm-hmm. today, not just what we're currently in, but after the repercussions and the effects, It's you still have to be, be prepared for that.
1: True, and that's why I'm really supportive of acquiring new skills that will be relevant in the next 5 to 10 years. Because the industries that would flourish in the next 5 to 10 years would be healthcare, agriculture as always, and of course the ICT. Okay, so the tourism and education, (laughs) hello, we have to really adapt, find ways, creative solutions.
0: (laughs) And I think we've seen um, our governments push towards that as well we've we've seen um the priorities on healthcare professionals and our frontliners and finally shedding light and shedding credit where where you know they deserve it so we, we still appreciate it um it, it it took a while um i've seen a lot of people says finally a uh, pay rise finally um mm. you know the attention we deserve but um yeah I mean it's 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 still a tough it's still tough times.
1: Yeah. Can I add something? Yes. Like it may not be a popular choice among um, entrepreneurs but I have to tell you honestly even if it pains me I still continue to pay my tax what, what is due. No, okay. Of course yeah. Um because what I'm I, what I'm thinking is that with the tax that I'm paying I'm actually helping the government fund the projects and the ayuda of other people, to other people, so um, continue to be legal. Like in my case, I am going to transition to hundred percent online. I really underwent the changes mm-hmm. in my business um, permit, etc., and it again entails costs. But yeah. um, I, I still went through it because if I won't, um, I know maybe in the future it would just, you know, uh, get back at me with more penalties and so on. So just remain legal. That's really my challenge to um, entrepreneurs to have ongoing businesses already. So be legal.
0: Yeah, it had to be done as long as you still pay what's due. I mean, there's a lot of extensions um, with True. these payments, but as long as you manage
1: um, things, then I think um, you'll, you'll be great. And oh. don't demonize the government, okay? <laughs> All of us have a role to play. I, I mean, like, um, I heard some, yeah, you know, I, I see some posts like they don't want to register themselves under DTI. I mean, it's just registration. They're not going to claim or, or to demand you taxes. Yeah. Okay. So just really undergo the process. It will help you.
0: Yeah, I think um, we 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 saw a lot of backfire and uproar on social media when, when it happened too. But at the end of the day... It was a requirement, you yeah. know, even, even from the start, from the very beginning. So I think it, it's more of like educating exactly. everyone properly,
1: no? So it's the protection of the consumers because we know that there's a lot of scammers out there, especially in the online world.
0: Yeah, that too. We should they should mm. shed light on on that part um, as well. I think because when they communicated that, they communicated it in a way where. Oh it's another responsibility.
1: Exactly. Oh
0: it's another, right? So again, that communication <laughs> part of things is very very important. Important. Timing, yeah. how you say it, the language you're using, True. everything is important. So, yeah. where can they reach you and you know, avail your services
1: or how can they support your business or how can Aww, they support? Oh, thanks so much. Red? Well, I'm Really active right now on the FB page. So do visit me at fb.com slash forward slash res study R E Z S T U D Y. And you yes. can message me there. We we are going to include that on the show notes. And okay. if they want to contact us by phone, they can phone us at 921 2077 Nice. Nice. So, Rez, thank you so much for being on the
0: show. I really appreciated your vulnerability, your transparency. And again, whenever I talk to you, I've always, you know, I've always loved learning from you, you know, what's, what's your energy. I love, you know, I love your energy in general because I know we're opposites. <laughs> but I'm so introverted and you're extroverted. And I'm like, okay, I need some extroversion in my life. Go to rest.
1: <laughs> Go I'm to giving rest. I'm you power. <laughs> Thank you so much for this opportunity, Regina. I also look up to you because you are a woman uh-huh. in action. Okay? You Thank show you. up. You really do the role modeling type of leadership. So really, you're one of a kind.
0: Thank you. I mean, I always tell to people. I mean, the very basic thing you can do without, you know, that doesn't cost you anything is showing up.
1: Correct.
0: Showing up to people, showing up to especially to your loved ones in these times, right? So Show, showing up. It's it is it is such a great um, gesture, right? Yes. And with that, thank you so much for showing up to this yeah. interview. <laughs> Thank you so much
1: too, Regina. No
0: problem. Thank you, Ress. And I'll see you guys on the next episode of Disrupt Devil Podcast. We're signing out. Thank you so much for tuning in to Disrupt Davao Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share this podcast and the business we feature with a friend. And if you really love what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, rate and review. That really helps us get the best guests, improve the podcast, so we're serving you a show that you want to hear. Stay safe and I'll see you around.